What's up, y'all? It's Kavya. Welcome to the 11th episode of Women on the Mic. Today, I am so excited to have someone who I look up to and an amazing basketball player, Azra Stevens of the Chicago Sky. Thank you so much for joining me today. It really means a lot. Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks for the kind words, and I'm excited to um, talk with you today. So I uh, just want to let you know I'm rocking my Chicago Sky shirt right now. I'm a big fan of the awesome. Chicago Sky. How excited <laughs> are you to join the team this year? I'm so excited. Um, I honestly was a little thrown off by getting traded, but um, shortly after the initial shock, like I was nothing but feeling a lot of excitement. Um, obviously, um, Chicago's had a pretty successful year last year. Um, and then Gabby's on the team, so yeah, I was yeah. really excited about us being together again. Um, and I, I through Gabby, um, we're really close, so I kind of already know like most people on the team anyways. Um, it just seems like such a, a fun group of girls to play with and just good vibes and energy, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I actually had the chance last summer to catch a game in Chicago. And I actually, I think it was against Dallas, actually, but it was a really good oh, game. Okay. It was pretty fun. Um, talking about, you know, the draft, you were drafted sixth in 2018, and tomorrow is the draft, so that's a pretty special day for everyone who's, you know, about to get, like, join the league next year, and I'm sure, you know, even to reminisce on the draft, is it's a pretty special day. So, like, can you tell me about that feeling when you heard your name being called? Yeah, um, it was, like, I was super nervous. Um <laughs> Obviously, me leaving UConn was a decision that, yeah. like, everyone wasn't really expecting. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think just from that, I was carrying a lot of nervousness into the draft. Uh, but I was with my family, so that provided me with some sense of calm. Um, but, I mean, I was just nervous up until the point that they called my name. But then it was just so much excitement and joy. Um, yeah. I mean, I've worked my whole life for that moment, pretty much. Um, I Ever since I picked up a ball, I, I wanted to play in the WNBA. Um, so it was always a dream of mine, uh, and I think it wasn't until really I got to UConn, um, or really just my senior year, whether it would have been somewhere else or at UConn, that I, like, really started to see it becoming a reality. Um, so, I mean, it was an amazing experience, though. I really feel for the girls that are getting drafted this year. Um, it's still going to be special, um, because I'm sure, mm -hmm. like myself, a lot of them, it's been their lifelong dream, but, um, not being able to experience the draft is is a bummer because it, it was it was a really special night yeah and I know you um like after you got drafted you got a special video from KD that was pretty cool right? yes it was so amazing <laughs> yeah I'm from He's the Bay <laughs> so I'm from the Bay so when he was in the Warriors like like that team was so good and I loved watching him yeah. play um yeah I was not expecting that either so they yeah. did a good job with that because I was really shocked <laughs> I was feeling so many emotions that night it was just too much <laughs> Um, I know you played with Crystal Dangerfield at UConn, and so you have a lot of familiar faces in the draft this year. Um, so, like, who are a few people you know you're looking forward to seeing join the league next year? Yeah, um, obviously, Crystal. We came into UConn together, mm -hmm. um, so we always we had a special bond from that. Um, and even Meg too. Um, yeah, yeah. I was I played with her for a year, mm -hmm. um, so I'm looking forward to see where both of them land, and maybe it would be Chicago. So that would be even more That'd exciting. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm also looking forward just to seeing really everyone. Yeah. I mean, I've, I kept up with a lot of games this year, a lot of the big games. I watched, like, all of UConn's games, but 
even the bigger games. Um, I watched Oregon, mm, so yeah. I'm excited to see where Sabrina and uh, Satu and even Ruthie, where they end up. Yeah. Um, but I just think that it's just going to be an exciting night. Even Kennedy, I think she is going to be a really great player in the league, so I'm curious to see where she'll end up as well, um, especially with Tina leaving or yeah, yeah, leaving yeah. New York yesterday. I think it's just going to be a, a draft that's pre- pretty consistent with how this offseason has been, which mm-hmm. is wild. So yeah. we'll see how it goes, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, like, obviously, you know, you touched upon it. This, like, pandemic and the whole coronavirus thing is, like, really affecting everyone. And especially in the world of athletics, there's so many seasons being canceled. Um, I know my volleyball season has been canceled. I think, is the WNBA season, like, postponed? Is that what is that what's happening? Yeah, um, I mean, we're all pretty hopeful that we'll have a season. Um, I think they're just waiting to see kind of how everything dies down with the curve and Mm -hmm. if if there's any bit of opening with that so that we can resume. Um, But, I mean, for the most part, all of us are still, as from what I know, everyone's still preparing as if it's a regular season. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just kind of what you have to do in this weird phase because – I mean, at any moment, we could start up, and we're going to need to be ready. So Um, we're just all kind of curious to see how things pan out. But for the moment, I think it's just we're postponed. Um, Like, obviously, I'll dive into the effects and, like, ask you about what you're doing right now during this time. But I kind of want to backtrack to, you know, where your love for basketball first started. So can you tell me how you got into basketball and when you realized, like, dang, like, I'm pretty good at this? Yeah, um, I started playing when I was, like, maybe six or seven. I, don't, I can't, I always forget the year actually yeah. it was, but I was really young. Um, and I always loved basketball from the minute I picked it up. Um, and so I just kind of fell in love with it then. I mean, I think the first time I ever picked up a ball, I just really enjoyed playing. And it was just kind of a fun thing for me to do, maybe when I was a lot younger. Um, and then I got my first offer when I was in eighth grade. So wow. that's kind of when I was like okay this is like this is gonna be something that I have to like Mm -hmm. be a little more serious with and I I was taking it pretty serious before then because I was on travel teams and stuff yeah but once I got the offer it it just put a a perspective of reality into it for me because I mean I wasn't even thinking about college until that moment Mm -hmm. um and then in high school like I'm I mean, I took it really seriously. Obviously, I was a, those years during AAU is when I was getting heavy recruit, heavily recruited and stuff. Um, but I would have to say the moment I realized like I was pretty good was probably when I got that offer. It was really like early in my career, but I mean, I was like, whoa! Like a school wants me to come and play basketball for them there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty so, true. Yeah. I mean, a lot of kids nowadays are, like, you know, getting offers really early and starting to, yeah. like, focus in on one sport, like, really early and being competitive in that. Um, but did you, like, play any sports before you got really, like, into basketball? Um, no. Well, I did do other things in middle school. I did track in middle school. Um, and I ran the 400, the 200, the 100, 50-yard dash. Um, and I loved – I actually really loved – track for those couple years that I did it but when I when I got to high school I was like I'm just gonna devote all my effort to basketball definitely um yeah um you know being an athlete myself and having the opportunity to talk to a lot of cool athletes and women in sport I think like you can agree when I say that sports like hands down teaches so many amazing life lessons and values that you know you can translate into like anything in life um, so how do, you, how do you think, you know, sports like basketball and especially has shaped you and, you know, influenced who you are, not only like on the court, but, you know, in 
off the court as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I learned something every day from just being an athlete um, still now. Yeah. Um, and there's so many different lessons, but I'd have to say one of the biggest things is probably discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just being an athlete in general, you have to be really disciplined um, with your routine, with what you eat, with your sleep. Like, you just have to be disciplined. And I think that I've learned more about that um, maybe now being yeah. a pro. Um, those little details matter a lot more on this level because everybody's everybody's pretty good or else we wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. in the league um but it's like what else are you going to do to separate yourself from other players um so i've even with this off season um i had surgery in august so i've grown a lot in my discipline and just um analyzing what other things i can do to what to help my recovery and stuff like that um and discipline has been one of the biggest things i've learned a lot about and just sleeping better more and help that helping my recovery um what i eat um, and all of that. So I would have to say discipline is probably the biggest thing. And, and that's not a bad thing because I think in life you need to be disciplined in order to definitely proper, like to function properly. So Yeah. And even like during yeah. now when times are super uncertain and everyone's kind of like at home, it's like I think it's really important to stay disciplined and stay motivated and have that schedule, like have that routine, Absolutely. you know, like work out, have that like internal drive to get things done because Right now, there's not that much structure in our lives, but it's still important. Yeah, for sure. Um, talking about, you know, your childhood, you're pretty tall. You're six foot six, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you were always really tall growing up. Um, did that, like, affect your body image? You know, would you say you, like, kind of like being tall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always loved being tall. Um, I've never really had any moments where I was like, I wish I was shorter. Yeah. Um, I like standing out and being unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that for some girls who are taller, it's not always that easy. Um, but I think that, I mean, God always made all of us, like, unique and special in a certain way. So, yeah. like, we have that's a part of our journey and growth as humans is to, like, appreciate the way that we were made and not try to shrink that for anybody else. Um, but the only thing I did not like, I, I don't mind it now because I have, like, great places to shop. But, like, growing up, it was so hard finding pants that were, like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. longer it was such a struggle but now like I wear ankle jeans like I don't even care I just I make <laughs> it work so <laughs> do you like put a lot of effort into your pre-game fits or like your kicks um not really and I'm like a little shook by it because I know Chicago like mostly everyone on their team like diamonds <laughs> really great fits yeah so I'm just like I'm gonna have to set my game up a little bit in that aspect because like I'm not I just wear I'm like really plain so like I don't yeah, you can get I don't some fashion advice. That, like, stand out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know, you know, you mentioned earlier, but you finished your college career at UConn and you left er- a year early to the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, you played two years at Duke before you transferred. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, transferring to a top team and playing for Coach Gino is like no easy feat. And it, I'm sure it was really impactful for you. So can you talk to me about, you know, that switch and that transfer, how like it impacted you mentally? Yeah, I mean, it was like a really, for, it was a no-brainer once I heard that Gina was interested in me coming to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I didn't even pursue anything with anybody else. Um, and I honestly didn't really have any schools that I set out to go to when I initially entered transferring. But yeah, um, I mean, once I heard that UConn was interested, like I, I, it was a no-brainer for me to be a part of that type of culture and experience that. Um, but having said that, it was 
um, a pretty difficult transition. I think the first year was had a, I had a transition just getting adjusted to the practices. That was the main difference was the intensity. The intensity level at UConn was just unreal um, mm-hmm. during practice. Um, and then I had a, I, a bit, I had a bit of a second transition my uh, the year that I was eligible to play. Yeah. Um, because then we were throwing games into it, so it was a little bit different adjusting to that and mm-hmm. that load. Um, but I mean, man, I wouldn't change it for the world. I loved my two years at UConn. Um, I grew so much as a person, as a player, um, and I learned so much about myself being in that environment. And it really helped me a lot just to prepare mentally um, as best as I could for the WNBA. So I mean, just being in a in a culture that demands excellence, that chases perfection um, and excellence, and and even that just helping me outside of just basketball. I mean, I mean, I felt like after completing two years at UConn, I could take on anything in the world just because of yeah. how hard we worked and, and all the things that we were able to do over there. Um, so I, I just am forever grateful to Coach and um, the staff just for all the things that they helped me with and um, all the things that continue to help me mm-hmm. as I journey through life. Um, I'm sure, you know, when you transferred, people – had some sort of expectations for you or, like, the impact you would have on the team. Um, and I'm sure, you know, you yourself, not even in college, but, like, in general, have high expectations for yourself. Um, but what would be your advice to people, not just athletes, but just in general, like, how to perform under pressure or, like, when there are some sort of high expectations on you? Um, I mean, first, I would say I think it starts from within, um, I think it's great for other people to set expectations for you, but um, it's really important for you to set expectations for yourself and um, for you to feel comfortable with those expectations. Um, to set expectations that are high but not completely out of reach to the point where you just never achieve them ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have a good balance of expectations that you don't necessarily get with ease, but that like you, if you work super, super hard, you will get them. Um, and on top of that, I think, like, I think preparation is the biggest thing when it comes to expectations. Um, that's another thing that we really did a a super good job and the coaching staff did a good job of preparing us for at UConn was like, we prepared for every game the same, whether it was, we were playing against the top team, the second top team in the world, or if we were playing against like the least team in our conference, like Mm -hmm. we prepared the same and like. And that helps, that sets us apart from a lot of other teams. Um, and that's something that I think is important in life. Like, even with this whole situation with the quarantine, like, still preparing for everything as if tomorrow, like, they change the rules and we're able to just go back to our normal lives. Because yeah. if you're not preparing, then you're going to be, then you're going to be shocked by everything. But if mm-hmm. you are putting in the work and you're doing what you need to do day by day, then change, when changes come, like, you'll have your bearings and you'll be able to adjust, like, on the fly. Yeah, definitely. That's really good advice. Um, so you you mentioned you left UConn early, which not a lot many girls do, and then you entered the draft, um, yeah. which was pretty unexpected. Um, but what was your thought process, you know, behind that decision? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so for me, it was just, like, I felt confident enough and ready to, like, chase after my dream um, to actually put that to fruition. Um, and I felt like I went to UConn for two years. Um, I did what all that I could do in the two years that I was there. Um, and, I mean, I just felt ready to, you know, take on a new environment and a new challenge. 
Um, and I mean, that was pretty much it for me. It wasn't anything against UConn um, or anything like that, but I just felt ready to take on a new experience. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, important to know because a lot of the times people have to make these really tough decisions, which might not be, you know, common or like popular, the popular decisions, but it's ultimately like, you know, the right decision for yourself. So um, what's your advice for people who have to make those like tough decisions, which might not be like, you know, the standard path? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say from me experiencing that is just to do what it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we only get one life. Everybody gets one life. And too many times people spend life trying to do what other people want them to do and they're not truly happy and they're not truly joyful in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that the one thing that I can say from the experience is, like, I did what what it is that I felt confident and believed in myself enough to do, and that's all that really matters. Yeah. Um, my family supported me. My close friends supported me. Like, the staff was supportive. Everybody was. But mm-hmm. um, even if things didn't pan out that way and people weren't supportive, like, I mean, as long as my family and those that really love me support me, then that's really all that matters. Um, so I think for people that have to make tough decisions, like, you really have to just sit down and think about what's best for you and then, and then do it. Um, and it shows you people's true characters. If somebody feels some type of way about it or whatever. Um, and it's okay. Everyone's not going to agree with, I think also in saying all that, everyone's not going to always agree with what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like people get over it, they get over like how they feel about a situation because ultimately it's not their life. Um, and then things blow over and it's fine. So, (laughs) and all that, I just would say like, when you're making decisions, make sure that you do what's best for you, um, and everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, and I think that's so true. That's, like, applicable in anything, whether that be choosing a college or, you know, in your case, you know, leaving and pursuing the a professional career. But I think yeah. people, like, often assume that there's, like, a set path for everyone, which is going to get yeah. you to the same place. But if you, like, yeah. look around, you know, everyone has gotten to the same place through different ways, and there's different paths, yeah. and, looks, and it looks really different. Um, you play, you know, for the WNBA and the league is definitely growing and evolving. And especially Mm -hmm. with the CBA, I mean, it's clear that the, that the league is taking steps in the right direction. Um, Mm -hmm. tell me what you think is, you know, next for the league or what you want to like, how you want the league to grow. Um, I mean, I think it personally would be pretty cool if we had some more teams, um, I just think there's so much talent, um, yeah. and there's only there's only more coming up. Um, that it's not slowing down at any rate. If anything, it's it's getting bigger. Um, how many young girls want to be professionals? Um, and you know, it's just tough. It's a really competitive league. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only 144 spots, and there's a whole lot of talent. Yeah. Um, so I think personally, like if we had more teams, it would be pretty awesome. Um, just to expand that. Um, and to grow like our brand and our name across America I mean more teams is only gonna definitely you know lure young girls to want to play and be professionals um, you know when they get older so I think that's that would be a pretty cool um, direction for the league but I think that they were there was some talk about Canada maybe having a team but I don't know what's what's happening with that or not Um, so I think that they're probably thinking um, of some things that in that sense, but, um, I think that's probably what's, you know, may come next for us as a league. 
Yeah, I mean, I live in the Bay Area, and I think it would be so cool if we had a WNBA team here, because I definitely yeah. think that there's a market for, like, a team here with the Warriors, oh, and yeah. this whole, like, basketball culture, because, I mean, people are surprised when I say, like, I've never played basketball, but I'm just such a huge fan, and that's <laughs> because, like, I'm surrounded by, like, so many amazing teams, whether it be Warriors, like, my high school team, um, like, yeah. Stanford, um, Oregon, like, the Pac-12, like, it's just so amazing, so I think having a team in the Bay would be pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, and there's a ton of, like, cities. I mean, there's a ton of cities that, like, I think would be great fits for teams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so I know you talked about KD, how you really look up to him. Tell me um, some, like, women you grew up looking to, looking up to, whether that be, you know, athletes or in your family. Um, yeah, uh, I'll start with athletes. Um, I mean, I grew up watching Candace Parker a lot. Yeah. Um, and I really loved her game. Um, so my rookie year, it was a bit of like a shell shock moment <laughs> when I was like guarding her and playing yeah. against her because like I literally made like school projects about her and stuff. Like it's just crazy. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but yeah, um, I grew up watching a lot of her stuff. Um, I watched a lot of like Tolliver when she was growing up. Yeah. Just like she's such a great player. Um, mm. so I watched a lot of that. Um, and then in terms of my family, um, one of my biggest inspirations is my grandmother. Um, just her, the heart that she had for people was amazing. Um, and she was an artist, so I really admired her for that and all of her, all of the work that she did with that. Um, but she always taught me to, like, be a very well-rounded person, um, not just be an athlete, but be really educated yeah. um, and just she always used to say like once you learn something like it's something that's something that no one can ever take from you like mm -hmm. with whatever's in your mind um so that's always stuck with me just to remember that no matter where I go through life like to learn different things um to and always to expand like my knowledge of certain things um and even just my mother uh, my sisters they've all gone through a bunch of things but they're so resilient and persevered through all of it um and so my family's a huge inspiration to me. Um, so I'm actually really enjoying quarantine because I'm able <laughs> to spend some time with them that I don't usually get. Um, are, you, are you in so, Chicago yeah. right now? Or No, I'm, I'm back home in North Carolina. Got right it. Now. Got it. Yeah. Um, talking about, like, inspiration and female role models, do you, like, can you recall, like, any moment in your life where, whether that be, you know, just playing basketball or just day-to-day -day life where you or someone else questioned your ability, you know, due to the fact you were a girl? Hmm. Um, I definitely think, like, right, the younger girls, like, right now, we have so many young women to look up to, and so I'm sure you, you as well, you know, you said Candace Parker, Chrissy Tolliver, um, so I was, like, wondering, you know, if that ever, if that situation ever popped up, or that never crossed your mind. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think one thing that I, like, try to do now that I'm... Because there's so many... North Carolina, sim like, Raleigh, where I live, is similar to what you were describing with the Bay Area. Like, yeah. there's so many young girls around here who are, like, really talented. Um, and, like, <clears throat> there's just... This is, like, basketball mecca down here. Mm -hmm. There's so many colleges within distance of each other. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I would say that was kind of hard for me growing up was I never had one-on-one -on -one relationships with any WNBA players or, like, I wasn't able to, like, I didn't really visually see a lot of them. Like, I don't even remember watching a lot of games when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was just because it wasn't publicized a lot or what, mm -hmm. or I just didn't know about it. Um, but I would say that that was, like, kind of 
tough growing up, like, having this dream, but not having anything tangible to, like, attach to it. Yeah. Because um, it's hard when you have dreams, but you can't really, like, visualize it or see it because mm-hmm. you don't, I don't know, it's just you don't see it, like, in front of you, really. Um, yeah. But, I don't know, maybe in high school, like, kid guys saying that they're better than me and, you know, the usual trolls. Yeah. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't really think of any, like, specific ex- instances of that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's good, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Um, going off of that, like you were talking about media representation for uh, female athletes. So what would you say are steps we can take to kind of increase female visibility in like the sports in sports and like the media? Yeah, I mean, I think just the whole thing that the league is doing at the moment and just really pushing our brand out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all the different interactive things that the brand that the league has um, now and I think it's really great for us to connect with the fans um, because there's so many great stories within our league um, like you were talking about a bit earlier like nobody's path is a lot of people's paths aren't similar getting mm-hmm. to the league yeah um, so I, I love how like we're the league is doing a good job of just um, sharing a lot of these stories with people um, and just having us I don't know, even just, like, the fashion thing that they did last year. With, I think it was with, like, five or six players. Yeah. But that was cool to show, like, the sides of those of us who are more into fashion. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, Sid's videos are hilarious. Like, I don't know if you've seen them, but um, Sydney Colson does, like, these funny videos where she, like, remakes things. And it's cool because it right, shows, I'm like, to check her... check that out. Her, yeah. It shows, it shows, like, her funny side and like it just shows the more human aspect of us as mm-hmm. athletes yeah which i think people forget sometimes um but i think that the league is doing such a good job of like showcasing that yeah. um and showing that like even though we're doing all this on the court like off the court there's a lot of fun and cool stuff that we're doing too talking about like um women's sports in the media have you been watching like ali quigley in the horse competition Oh, uh, yeah, I have. I was, like, a little kid on the first day. Yeah. I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was, like, me and my dad were, like, glued to the TV, like, cheering her on. It was so cool. Yeah, when she hit that shot, like, sitting down, I was, like, oh, game over. <laughs> yeah, I think she's going to yeah, take it her, out. Yeah, for sure. I have no question about that. And her, her like, that segment, the one with her versus Chris Paul was, like, really competitive because they were yeah. neck and neck for, like, a little while. Yeah. Um. So I think it's great that, like, First, that she's in it, and second, that, like, ESPN is doing that, because it's, it's cool yeah. to, like, have something positive in the midst of all this uncertainty for all of us. Yeah, and I think, like, the semifinals and finals are today, maybe. I think yeah, so. Yeah, they're tonight, yeah, they're tonight, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. <laughs> I'll be tuning into that. <laughs> um, so, like, I know I've been asking you kind of big questions, but I kind of want to lighten it up. So, I know okay. you've had some time on your hands. Um, so, besides, you know, getting prepared, working out, um... I know I've been watching some Netflix, some Tiger King, um, <laughs> online school, uh, hanging out with my family. But, like, what good shows are you watching? Like, good music you listening to? Um, hmm, shows? I have been watching a lot of shows, um, I must admit. <laughs> I have not watched Tiger King, but uh, I am you watching. have to. <laughs> I've heard mixed things about it, but I, I think I'm going to give it a try just to see how I feel do about it, it. Do it for, like, the um, memes. <laughs> I watched The Circle. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's oh, yeah, yeah. It's like that social media thing, right? Yes, it's literally so good. Me and really? Gabby are watching the France one, okay. like, together, kind of. Um, but they have three seasons. They have USA, they have Brazil, and they have France. So for everyone listening, the USA one's honestly such a letdown, but the France one and the Brazil one are so good. Like, okay, I'm gonna literally check that out. so good. Is it, is it kind of um, like, um, have you watched Love is Blind? 
Yeah, I watched that. It's not like similar to that. It's it's just different. Like it's hard to describe it. But, okay, we'll, um, we'll check it out. It's it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so I've been watching that. Um, what else have I watched? Um, I mean that's been the biggest thing that I like have been watching right now. Yeah. I'm thinking of starting Ozark because I've heard a lot oh, about. Oh yeah, that. yeah. I want to start that too. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, I've been talking to my friends a lot. Um, yeah. Like a lot of my friends back from school. Um, I've been bike riding, like, so much. Um, me and my mom do that a lot. Um, so that's been nice just to, like, we have a lot of trails down here, um, in North Carolina. Um, and I love being out in nature, so yeah. I've been doing that a Do lot. you guys have, um, like, Zoom calls with the sky or, like, FaceTime? Um, yeah. Yeah, we do. We did a Zoom call last week, I think. Um, and it was just everyone checking in just to see how we're yeah. all doing. Um, so that was pretty cool. And it was exciting because, like, we're all amphi like we want to get back um but this is like the only way we can really connect mm-hmm. at the moment yeah um and other than that um my dad and i are actually opening up a food truck no way um That's so yeah cool. so my dad's a chef um so we've been planning a lot with that um obviously with like all this social distancing it's a little hard so we're trying to figure out like mm-hmm. all that stuff um, but the truck's being built at the moment, um, and we actually went by today to check it out. So that's really exciting. That's been taking up a lot of my time as well. What kind of food um, are you doing? It's going to be a shrimp and grits truck, um, nice. but there's also going to be fish on there as well. Um, so it's more southern cuisine, but, like, there's no food trucks like that in this area. So um, yeah. we're going to be the first truck to open up around here that's selling that. But we're really looking excited. Like, we're really looking forward to I bet you're getting um, a lot of good food in uh, I, quarantine with your dad being a chef. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is why I'm not stressing at all, at nearly as much as I could be, because I get home-cooked meals every night from a chef, and, like, I will really be missing that when I get to Chicago, so yeah. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> um, one of the questions that, like, came from the Instagram story that I posted, which I think is pretty mm-hmm. relevant right now, is, you know, what is one thing that motivates you every day? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, for me, it's personally, like, just being back out on the court. Um, I, like, didn't really play that much last year because I was injured. Yeah. Um, and then I had to have surgery and, like, build myself back up from literally nothing um, in terms of just my recovery. Um, so that's what motivates me every day. I have goals set for myself, um, like, entering back into this season, this being my first season back this being my like next season back from being out mm-hmm. um and even just like wanting to be as best prepared as I can to add to like what Chicago has going on um really motivates me in this time even though we don't know it's going to happen like I want to be fully prepared for the start of the season and just adding to what Chicago already has mm-hmm. um so that's really helped me to stay focused on all my goals and all the things that I want to achieve mm-hmm. Um, you've touched on so many important things, um, and it was super fun talking to you, but before we finish, I have one last question, which I ask everyone that I talk to, but what do you think is the most important thing that we teach young women today? It's kind of a biggie, but. Um, I always say this to people. I just say, like, I think the biggest thing to teach young kids, young women, um, especially, is to dream big and to not let things deter you from your dream. Mm -hmm. Um, To dream big, to work really hard to achieve it and not let things, all the negative things that can affect us, especially as women um, in our society, to not knock us down. Um, 
but to really just strive for great heights. I think sometimes it's easy to um, set the bar not low, but like I don't know. We're breaching a we're reaching a time in our society where women are becoming a lot more prominent, um, mm-hmm. but it's still an uphill battle. So I think it's easy to get discouraged. Um, but I mean, I always tell kids just dream big. Like, don't limit yourself at all. Um, because there's already enough factors and people in society that are doing that. Yeah. So just make sure that you dream big and be your number one fan at the end of the day. Like, always believe in yourself and, like, be your biggest fan at the end of the day, um, no matter what you're doing. It really helps you, I think, go a long way in life. So. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I'm going to definitely check out the circle and let you know yes. how it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you will be amazed. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Um, yep. Looking forward to watching you play this season. Thank you. Bye. Bye.